Welcome back to episode 27 of the Vikes Verified Podcast. King of Seattle. Madison in motion. Fake the give. Cousins throws for the end zone. It's Jefferson who's got the touchdown. Welcome back, Vikings Nation. Excited to be back after a huge win for the Vikings, getting this season back on track against Seattle last Sunday at the bank. It was loud. It was rocking. Vikings put together a heck of a second-half performance, came back and won the football game. What were you thinking there when we were down 17-7? Any doubts in your mind, or you thought this team could come back? You know, I did have a couple doubts, but I had a lot of confidence in our team as well, especially at home. U.S. Bank was rocking. For sure, that place was electric. Um, I knew that the crowd would play a factor, and it did a couple times playing on in the game. They really made some key adjustments, stopped letting guys just get open and, and get large chunks of plays for uh, Russell Wilson, and we were able to get after him. Eric Kendrick sacks him in a huge situation and you know, just consistently made plays against a good offense and a good QB. So it was a tough start, but, but, the, but the way, the way we were yeah, it looked like a really good team. There's lots to be excited about on this team for sure. I uh, liked how we got Wilson uncomfortable there a little bit in the second half. Things weren't looking good when DK marched the field for us against us first drive of the game, um, kind of thinking what kind of coverages are we playing. They're clearly attacking Breland, but as we got Wilson uncomfortable and got him outside of the pocket a little bit, he made some errors. That uh, late hit on Everson yeah, was trash. Miss Freddie Swain over the middle on that uh, post route would have been a huge play for him there, but ultimately we were able to make more big plays. Defense stepped up. Pass rush was good. Everson Griffin back in the bank with another sack. You know he was ecstatic for that. And it was just an uh, overall a great team win, and now we're looking at forward to the browns this week at home again october 3rd browns pretty good football team led by baker mayfield Uh, lots of challenges there what's the health of this vikings team looking like going into this key matchup against the browns well if you looked at it from afar the list is pretty long uh it it included a lot of guys getting veteran rest guys like harrison smith Thielen, a lot of those guys that just need those days off right now to stay where they need to be on game days but then you got a guy like Christian Derrissaw, two full practices. He's looking better, trending in the right direction. Sounds like Hill's still going to get the start there, but he's definitely uh, going to be an option moving forward. And then uh, you got a couple guys limited and also out in Conklin. Uh, Greg Joseph was on the list as well. So Bashad Breland, uh, Amir Smith-Marset. The list, it was a lot of limited. So take that with a grain of salt. I think at least uh, a good majority of those guys, 75% of them end up being active but who knows we might have a couple of actors where a couple backups need to step up to make plays yeah it's next man up game we all know that uh with your gut feeling right now do you think there's a chance that anthony barr can step up this weekend and play against a very good cleveland running offense well i think the two biggest question marks are anthony barr and dalvin cook um hopefully cook you know gets uh the trainers really get him a good week of rehab and, and get him back on the field for sunday otherwise i trust madison going forward but uh, for Barr answering your question, I think I wouldn't be surprised if he's out again. I feel like they're playing this game of you know limited. You know he's gonna it's week to week, but it's just lagging on, lagging on. I'm really hoping that it ends here, but I just feel like it might drag on for another week or so, just because they're gonna play it safe, maybe yeah, a week or two. I could totally see that. You're taking the long season approach. I would honestly be fine with it if he's really not ready to go this week. 
it's going to be a game that's won in the trenches anyway, so I guess no point in putting him out there, uh, risk tweaking that knee again and make this a longer injury than it needs to be. That being said, we look at the Vikings offense. Uh, in my opinion, much improved play calling and game script from Clint Kubiak. Uh, he's been labeled as one of the best offensive play callers this year by PFF. I know some people aren't PFF fans, but that's just the stats I'm reading. I was very impressed with the way that he was able to get Madison involved in the screen game as well as the power run game and then open up those intermediate throws to Jefferson and Thielen down the field that ended up just being lethal for us. What do you think of Clint? And I know we questioned him the first two weeks play calling. you think he's coming around or do you think this is just a good scheme from the offensive staff? Uh, you know, I actually think after week one he made a big improvement. Week one it was a very stagnant offense, not a lot of movement, rollouts, kept Kirk in the pocket where he's not really his best. Um always if you just keep running it back in that pocket with our O-line. And, you know, our but the other thing is our O-line's been playing better the last two weeks, but that's been with, I think, improved play calling, better rhythm, getting Kirk in rhythm with those wide receivers and getting him confidence. I mean, he's playing lights out, honestly. We're two plays away from him being in the MVP conversation. Uh, he's just been awesome this year, and we really need him to keep this start and not just have it be an up-and-down thing because we got to get a couple wins, stack a couple wins here to get back on track. You are absolutely right, Matt, and we look at that – offensive line for the vikings that's played surprisingly well i mean blowing our expectations out as of now rashad hill stepping in and doing a Ole nice Udo job all you know has been O'Neal a phenomenal usual. developmental piece for us o'neill's solid bradbury's holding his own in there but you look at this browns defensive front and they've got some players up there headlined by miles garrett who coming off a four and a half sack game against justin fields and the bears i mean Hopefully he sees more reps against Brian O'Neill, but Rashad's going to have to handle him some plays. And how do you think we contain Garrett and maybe not have him make such a big impact on the game? I think it's a similar approach to Chandler Jones. Uh, Rashad Hill's had quite the uh, start of the year for some defensive ends going against. But, um, you know, I think it's going to take a group effort of, you know, if Conklin's healthy, him. Ellison's a really good blocker and and Herndon even chipping in. It's just going to be chips doubles uh you know just maybe uh sliding the protection his way things like that to really avoid his presence because last week he had four and a half sacks and he's can do that any given week so we got to be prepared for him right away yeah it's going to be a challenge for us up front as always we look at the back end of that bronze defense uh greg newsom not playing this week a uh, really good looking young player for them so that's a huge advantage for our wide receivers denzel ward a uh, good corner what facet of the game do you think we can really take advantage of of this defense this week do you think it's going to be the run game that we get going early do you think it's going to be quick passes uh throws downfield how do you think we keep these guys in check and really move the ball against them i think it's got to be the same game plan as last week a good mix um of the screen game uh you know passing earlier than just third down and getting those intermediate routes to Jefferson and stuff and opening up those uh, areas with a good run game. Last week, we really killed it. Madison was running the ball all day up and down the field. So we need to follow the suit with that and really dominate in the trenches because then we're going to create more opportunities for offense to attack downfield. But uh, I would like to see what you think about the opposite side of a guy like OBJ going up against Patrick Peterson and two stellar running backs in Kareem Hunt and uh, Nick Chubb. 
how do we stop that offense in Cleveland? Yeah, we got a LSU battle there on the perimeter, Patty Pete versus Odell Beckham Jr. And Odell obviously has slowed down over these past couple of years, but he appears to be as healthy as he maybe has been in a couple of years. So uh, I think this is going to be a really good matchup for Patrick. I think this is really going to test him. OBJ is a very sharp route runner. Uh, coming off seeing a guy like DK Metcalf, who's more of a physical uh, contact wide receiver. I think OBJ is a little bit more on the finesse side, so it's really going to test Patrick's feet this week. No Jarvis Landry. Yeah, we'll see who's on the other side, maybe getting some reps against him. Hopefully it's Cam Dantzler. Would really like to see him mixed in more this week. But I think our secondary is going to play a huge role, and if we can get Mayfield to make a couple mistakes, maybe throw a couple 50-50 balls, we can go up and make a play. I think that's where we can take advantage of this game. And looking at their running backs, Kareem and Chubb, very good one-two punch there. I mean, they just eat up carries. Seem to be almost always even in the carries column. They really do a good job mixing those guys in and out. So I think one key is going to be keeping fresh guys on the field in the defensive front, uh, really rotating that defensive line, and just having these linebackers fill their gaps and stay uh, assignment sound, really. And Eric Kendricks always seems to do a great job of that. Nick Vigil's really stepped up this year. So I think these guys fill in the run and we keep Nick Chubb and Hunt's 10 to 15 yard runs into just that and not 40, 50 yard runs. I think that's when we can really bottle these guys up, put them in third and long, third and mid and make Baker win the game against us, honestly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think we, we do have to bring pressure against them. We got to keep them, you know, with uh, from not getting a rhythm, keeping them on his toes, really, and challenging that old line to see if they can, especially early, I think you really got to try and see what that old line can handle. I think Zimmer's going to throw some double A's, some corner blitzes. He's going to be exotic with it, I think, early on third downs and situations like that, just to test them and see how they're going to react. And then, you know, he's always going to make those adjustments at half. But for us, I think it's really keeping him off his toes because he has limited options in the pass game. He's got his tight ends and OBJ. I think it's actually going to come down to stopping the run game and those in that two-headed monster because if we don't win on first and second down, I think that's going to be a big problem. Yeah, it definitely is. And one of Baker's favorite targets, uh, tight end Austin Hooper, seems to always be trying to get the ball to him in the red zone and over the middle of the field. I really like our matchup with Harrison Smith going against him. He's very experienced against tight end so if he can hold that down for us i think that does wonders for us taking away baker's first option because it seems like he's always looking his way and if we can take away that first read and force him to scan the field i think that's when we can really make a play maybe jump a slant to obj uh someone one of these linebackers stepping up and making another big big interception for us well after going through all that nick i guess i'd like to know what do you think the vikings have to do to win this game against cleveland in a really big matchup at home and this three game stretch it's it's almost it's not a must win but it's one we really really need yeah so one of my biggest keys for that uh cleveland is a team that really tries to dominate the time of possession running the football with chubb and hunt and just controlling that clock so i think if we end up on top here in time of possession as well as first downs uh, we really get the ball moving with Madison if it's him back there or Dalvin. Obviously, we know we know that he'll do it. So I think controlling the clock and just playing the field position game and just beating these guys the old-fashioned way because we know it's going to be a physical game in the trenches. We need to run the ball better than them, and we need to stop their run better than they stop ours. Yeah, I really agree. I think uh, for me, the biggest thing is stopping the Cleveland run. Just like you said, I'm more scared of that than their passing against us. And for us to win on first and second down is going to be huge. I think the other key is to keep Kirk clean in the pocket. Um, just like last week, he really didn't have a ton of uh, pressure on him. He plays 
lights out when he can just have a clean, good enough pocket. Doesn't have to always be perfect. Just good enough. You saw what he could do last week with it and what he's done th- so far this season. Keeping him clean against Miles Garrett and that defensive line will be huge. Yeah, and you've seen how quickly Miles Garrett can ruin a game in that aspect. So if he starts uh, bending the hoop and getting around the edges on these tackles, it's going to mean trouble for the Vikings. And it's going to mean Kirk's going to have to step up. Would really like to see him keep using his feet. He's done a good job uh, tucking the ball and running when he needs to this year. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if they check these defensive ends get upfield a little bit on us and Kirk has some opportunities to tuck that thing and run it over the middle. Yeah, he's been more willing, especially the last two weeks, to kind of tuck it and run, which has been a huge addition to what he needs to do at quarterback to open up our offense even more because if he just stands like that statue he he gets sometimes, that just doesn't work. That's when he fumbles. That's when our offense crumbles. He's got to be able to step up in the pocket, roll out, do what he's got to do to create space, and it, and sometimes run for it. Yeah, and it, we forget that he – we don't forget, but we know that he has – two absolute threats on the perimeter to get the ball to too so i i get that sometimes it's hard to not try to extend the play and give one of these guys a jump ball but sometimes it's necessary to definitely tuck it and run but touching on justin jefferson and adam thielen uh can we talk about how good of a complimentary not complimentary but a maybe one two punch one two punch they are but how good it is to play with adam thielen and you saw dig success with it and Adam is just a guy that takes a lot of attention to his side of the field and really gives Justin Jefferson these one-on-one opportunities, and that's when you really see him thrive, when he gets a, a man route. We saw it on the goal line there, dive in for the slant, break to the pylon. He does such a good job in man coverage, and when you got a guy like Thielen on the other side that you can't ignore, it just does great things for us. So as long as these two are on the field, I'm confident in our abilities to really beat anyone in the NFC. Yeah, that uh, one-two punch on the outside is just ridiculous. Like you said, they pair up so well. Thielen, just a red zone machine, touchdown machine, really. And then a guy like Jefferson who can take the top off a of defense and still be effective in the small areas as well. So those two tandems make, or that two, that tandem makes Kirk Cousins' job a lot easier. And you even got a guy like K.J. Osborne and Tyler Conklin after last game, two guys who have really stepped up and helped out be effective uh products in this past game yeah I, I love the way they used conklin last week getting him involved over the middle a couple of those little delayed routes at the tight end spot he did a great job with the ball in his hands too uh lowering his shoulder and grabbing yak so great things on the on the upside here for tyler conklin really excited to see how he fits in this offense the rest of the year but i think if we can keep his targets upwards of five six seven i think that's really going to benefit our offense as a whole because I think when Irv Smith went down, everyone kind of assumed, you know, we're not going to throw to the tight ends as much. We're going to be trying to spread it out to Osborne, Jefferson, Thielen. Uh, I think he's kind of the guy who's a little bit forgotten about in defensive schemes, and that's why he has an opportunity to be great, catch some touchdowns for us, and keep the chains moving on third down. Yeah, he's a huge critical piece of our uh, offense because him and KJ are going to get more one-on-ones, and we need them to capitalize just like they did last week. And KJ, what a route over the middle. Uh, throwing off Kirk Cousins' back foot, yeah, dropping that in a bucket. But uh, if we can keep him converting clutch third downs and fourth downs like he has been on those uh, in-breaking slant routes and those crossers, uh, he's going to be a really good addition to our wide receiver core, and I hope he sticks around for a long time if he keeps making plays like that for us. Coming back with the fantasy Fantasy minutes for all you fantasy football savants out there. Everyone's playing this season, and we know how important these wins are each and every week. We're going to start with the Cleveland Browns. 
someone who's been stashed on a lot of teams for years and has been letting people down the last two or three, Odell Beckham Jr. Start or sit this week? Uh, I start him just for the volume. I don't think he has a, a crazy day. I think he might find the end zone once and has you know a handful of receptions. But I just think uh, no Jarvis Landry definitely uh, favors OBJ. And, you know, he might find some zone opportunities. I think Pat Pete will actually stay on him most of the day. So I think he'll, you know, not be elect or super electric, but he's going to have the volume. So I'll give him a start. Okay. And another one of Baker Mayfield's favorite targets, Austin Hooper. I'm going to give him a sit. I don't think he finds the end zone. Like you said, I think our linebackers and safeties pair up great against the tight ends here. Uh, Vigil, all those guys. So I'm going to go ahead and sit Austin Hooper. And then uh, let's flip it over to the Viking side here, get a couple offensive guys. How about a guy in Alex Madison? You know, a lot of it hinders in Dalvin Cook, but what do you what do you got? If Dalvin Cook's on the sidelines this week, it is a must-start for Alexander Madison, especially in PPR leagues. You see how we get him involved in the screen game, caught a couple checkdowns as well, and not to mention the way he's running the football between the tackles. Alex Madison is absolutely a start this week. And coming off his best performance of the season, possibly his uh, career so far, Tyler Conklin, is he an emerging tight end for someone to start? Well, I can say from personal experience, having him on my bench last week uh, may may or may not have cost me a W, but this week it's a start for Tyler Conklin. You look at how he was involved in that offense last week. They did a bunch of different things with him and got him different looks, running different routes. I think he's heavily used again this week, and he is absolutely a start. Yeah, I like Conklin over Austin Hooper this week for sure. Looking at the quarterbacks this week, a lot of people maybe just pick Cousins up off the waiver wire. Uh, looking great, him versus Baker Mayfield. If you could start one and sit one, we know the answer, but who would it be? Well, I am one of those guys that got to pick up Kirk Cousins uh, actually last week before the game. So I think he's a viable QB2, potentially a starter on who you got on the roster. I have Josh Allen, so it's a different situation, but he's a great start right now. He's been balling out each week, multiple touchdowns. No picks. And I take him over Baker. I think that running game is going to take away from Baker's day usually. So uh, for us, I think Kirk has those two weapons and and guys like KJ and Tyler to throw to. I think we're going to get to see another couple touchdowns from him. I think you're definitely right, Matt. Looking more from a statistical standpoint, Going to give you some over-unders here, stats-wise. Each team, let me know what you think, starting with Nick Chubb, over-under 90 rushing yards. I'm going to say over. I think he has more of the rushing yards and Kareem is more in the pass game, so I'm going to go over with Chubb. I think he's just one of the best backs in the league. Uh, He's effective in the pass game as well. So he's going to get his yards, and I think he's going to you know, total about 90 to 100, and he'll have an effective day. But hopefully hopefully I'm wrong because if that Vikings defense can, can really stop that run game and, and be stout, that's going to be crucial to our say, game. Yeah, I'm going to say good chance you're wrong there. Speaking of Kareem Hunt in the receiving game, they like to use him there, running some different angle routes, out routes, uh, screen here and there. We're going to say over or under 45 receiving yards for Kareem Hunt. I will go under. I think uh, he gets a couple of receptions, maybe around 30 yards, but nothing too big, no big gains. I think we can contain him with our linebackers. And uh, it all, like like we've been saying, it comes down to the run game. I think that's where we really got to stop this offense. So 
Let me hear a couple for you, Nick. Uh, I'll start you off. I'll, I'll switch it up a little bit here. I'm going to go based off of last week and the fan running on the field. Over, under, one fan running on the field at U.S. Bank Stadium this Sunday. What an experience it had to have been for that young man. Uh, gritty into the pylon. I don't know if he scored. What but a tackle by the Still very guy. entertaining to see, but I'm going to have to hit the under this week, Matt. There's just no way that they let that slip through the cracks again. These guys are going to be on high alert right by the stand. So I think uh, there's no chance someone gets on the field this week. All right, and we'll finish off with Captain Kirk. As we've been saying, he's been really effective these first three weeks. Over, under, two passing touchdowns. I'm going to go over just because of the personnel he has there. We talk about two of the best, if not the best, uh, route running in the red zone receivers, Jefferson and Thielen. The things they can do from the really the 30 in, but not to mention the 20 in, is really incredible. Uh, Thielen's got that signature poster out over the middle that Cousins just loves to deliver. Jefferson's so good with the double moves, especially the ins to outs. I think he's definitely going to throw two this week, and I wouldn't be surprised if one went to Conklin. Let's go, Captain Kirk. And finishing off with some score predictions for this Sunday's matchup against the Cleveland Browns. A really big game for us to come back and get back to 500. Nick, what do you got for a score? Like I said, I think it's going to be a ground and pound type game. I see us controlling the clock in this one, uh, regardless of Dal- if Dalvin's in or not. I think this run defense is really going to step up, and Zimmer's got a lot to prove right now. We know that, and you know he wants to be great this week against Cleveland. I'm going to say 27-17 Vikings. I think we neutralize their run. We force Baker to throw. We end up getting to him in the pocket. I think this is kind of our first a little bit more comfortable win where maybe we control the time of possession and we just dominate the game on the ground, hit those play-action intermediates. A couple explosive plays here and there go a long way. I think this is our game to control. I'm going to say 27-17 Vikes. You know, like you said, it's going to be a ground-and-pound game. Uh, I think it's going to be back and forth, especially with Stefanski back in the building. That was kind of underrated. I think he really has a lot a motivation to come and show out what he can do in this U.S. Bank Stadium. I'm going to have it a little bit closer and really have an, a strong finish with a 30-27 win with a Greg Joseph chip shot game winner. He battles back in the bank. Boom. And people forget about Case Keenum's return to U.S. Bank Stadium this weekend for the Browns as the backup quarterback. We all remember that magical day in U.S. Bank Stadium January 14th, 2018, Minneapolis Miracle, Stephon Diggs making a play for us in case pumping the crowd up with that skull chance. So you know it's going to be emotional for him being back in the building. But as much as I hate to say it, Case, I think this is an L for your squad this week, and you're going to wish you were still in the purple. Here we go. Let's get another big W and get back to 500. Skull. Skull.